0: Me, rock me, rock me, rock me, rock me, I'm a diva. <laughs> Do <and> <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. This is episode 110. I am here with a very special friend of me. Um, He's not mad. He is not crazy. He is going to help you build some, he's going to do the chemistry on your dynasty teams, the dynasty madman himself. How the hell are you, dude? I know how you are. We've talked for like an hour, but for show's sake, like, how the hell are you,
0: dude? I am doing great today. In fact, I'm super flexing in the mirror right now. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with you, buddy.
1: Yes. So, man, and it's not even the question I was going to ask you, but super flexing in the mirror. Like, how did you (laughs) feel about my trade I just made where I got Herbert and traded away Joe Burrow?
0: Wow. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I like both players, and I can understand you thinking that Herbert... Um, straight up is a greater value than Burrow. Um, and I, I don't say greater value. I got a because third
1: back with my you, Herbert.
0: Right. Good, good that you did. Thinking that he's going to outscore Burrow and be a better long-term quarterback Forever. asset for Superflex and for fantasy is logical. It definitely makes sense in the offense that he's in, the way that he plays football, the big arm. Um, it totally makes sense that that is possible. And, you know, knowing that he was drafted a bit lower than Burrow, you kind of want to get, that's what I was going to say, your value, the values kind of baked in on the Burrow side for that person who gets Burrow because he was drafted much higher. Yep. You know? Way, way up there, you know, first quarterback, all that, the the draft equity, but still, you I know you stick to your guns on a lot of things, um, you know, DeAndre Swift, Ceh, i know you didn't ask me that but i saw that one on twitter and um i commend you for that as well because i agree on that too i think that herbert is likely to outscore burrow in fantasy points um in our super flex leagues so you are trading for him i don't have any problem with now you might not be you might not be right it's possible burrow becomes this great you know drew Brees style dink and dunk kind of guy um and he's just lighting it up with um, all the completed passes and, and first downs and all that. But I think it's less likely that he becomes a better fantasy asset than Herbert, given that they're both starting like this in the rookie year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we probably we probably run counter to what most people would do with those right, trades. Right,
1: the value right? side of Joe Burrow. Right. And um, it's interesting, too, because he and I have pretty much been going back on. I've been trying to get Herbert from him um, with Joe Burrow since, since after our rookie draft and oh. it just, it, I always wanted more with Herbert. Like I was trying to play that value side too much. And, um, I finally just sent this out and asked for a third back extra. He accepted it and he DM'd me the next morning, you know, nice deal, etc. etc. et cetera. He goes, but what changed? Like he goes, you've, he goes, we've been going back and forth with this before. And I've Mm. thought about it, but this time you only wanted a third. He goes, I actually didn't know if I wanted to do it. I thought about, (laughs) I thought about countering straight up. And if he would have countered straight up, I'll be completely honest with you, Jeremy, I would have accepted it.
0: Yeah. uh, Good for you. Yeah.
1: And, but I thought getting that, so I had to try to be honest with him and just kind of like, you know what? Like I'll be honest. I've, I've kind of had Burrow and Hertz pretty similar the whole entire time, but I was trying to play the value side and get a little bit more. I'm at the point where I think like I I have Herbert above Joe Burrow today and Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I was just kind of ready to do it. And I I thought, you know, still trying to play the value side a little bit and get that third dude that I've really super enjoyed like that rebuild team like that. There's so many good teams like I beat you last week. But you look at your team compared to mine, and your team's like a beefcake, like just destroying teams. Like you have, I think, two hundred more points than me. I got lucky with your bye weeks and injuries, and um, just well, I have Justin Jefferson that helped me a lot too. But um,
0: is this in um, the Devi cap? Uh, the, no, this is in the uh, the super, flex, super I flexion, mean the in a mirror. Yeah. A, okay. So and, that's and, I, I was just making sure because then when you started going down how the standings were. I was thinking, well, I thought we were talking super flexing in the mirror. And then I was like, wait, is this the Debbie cap? Yeah.
1: Your team like has more points than me. You've had a ton of points scored against you compared to my, my team's been lucky. I have like, I think second lowest points in the league, but I've also played against, I think the lowest points in the league. So based on record, my team's doing good. But if you look at my points, I'm, I'm a struggling team like on the rebuild, but after like last week, getting that lucky like i think i'm a fifth seed right now and i'm kind of like i've i'm done with the rebuild mode and i'm kind of just want to see what happens throughout the season i might like it to that point where i trade some picks away and try to actually go
0: for it with your roster i would um yeah I, i wouldn't think of it as rebuild i would i would keep doing what you're doing keep going try to you know make that team better yeah losing nick chubb hurt me because i was rolling him out there Man, it sucks that he got hurt. I was rolling him out there with Ezekiel Elliott, and then I've got Mahomes and Breeze, you know, Diggs and mm-hmm. you know Golden Tate and who this team, the Golden Tate Warriors, is named after. Will Fuller, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, um, Austin. Yeah, Uber. that's right. Yeah,
1: Kelsey too. too.
0: I had Zach Ertz too. You know, I could roll out uh, Eric Ebron. I, I mean, it's a decent, um, it's a decent roster. Not a ton of depth beyond those guys. You know, Jones and Darnold and the superflex as backups, and I have no depth at running back which is why chubb hurts so much losing him because i have mckissick in you know this week for for nick chubb um and and so yeah the injuries but you know no excuses my team's in the middle of the pack now and it i look at my start what could be my starting lineup and it seems more like a top heavy team but there i am at three and three kind of blows yeah
1: but i mean you have the points and i kind of look at this season and i don't know how you are with uh just this COVID season and the way this has been. And I think all leagues have more people trying to tank than ever, but I look at this season just with all the injuries and if we have any more COVID problems, um, I I feel like anybody could win it this year.
0: Yeah. It's one of those years where it's going to be, like you said, Um, Tough to see, you know, what am I, the seven out of – ranked seventh right now out of 12 teams, but there's only two teams above me in points. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. One's only
0: like 15 points ahead and one's like, you know, 100 points ahead. But certainly, you you know, with those points, it'll probably – if the team keeps scoring like that, it'll probably level out, and I might rise to being one of the best six, five, four, or six teams. We'll see yeah. if I don't get any more injuries. But yeah, no, I think I you agree already are you.
1: one of the best four or six teams. Easy though, it's just like you said—you've got those wise. points against you, and yeah, I mean you're putting up the points. You know, you've yeah, just had a couple unlucky matchups.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully the the cream will rise to the top. But you do have a better team than I think you let on. Um, but what you said is true. We've been talking about this, thinking about this. It's almost irritating that I can't move more players that i want to move to look to next year and i don't mean like a full reset just moving things for the teams at the top to use now Mm -hmm. and getting something that's going to help my team next year and the year after that it's been a tough sell i have i have not made a lot of good trades and i haven't been asking for the world either i feel like i've been offering more going to the other team that i'm trying to get and it's just been you know nobody else wants those players either
1: hmm You'll have to let me know who you're trying to sell. Maybe we get something worked out. But that does bring me to, I, I mentioned before we hit record that I had a question that I kind of wanted to ask you to kind of kick off the show. We may have already done that, so maybe I didn't need to ask this question now. But okay, um, you changed me in a moment, and it was a while ago. But you changed how I work, you changed how I operate my trades, and it was with a simple tweet, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know if this was in a, a, one of our group chats, or if it was a tweet, I feel like it was a response to something, but, um and uh-huh. no quotations, I don't have this in front of me, but I know it was you, and I'm sure you'll remember something like this, or thinking along these lines, mm-hmm. and this changed me, it truly did. You said something to the point that most of the time, like in a two-for-one trade, most of the time the team that's trading away two players is actually losing mm-hmm. and that has completely changed how I make trades. Like, cause a lot of times we like to do those two for one. So we get that roster upgrade. Um, I don't know if this marginally, is marginally. Yeah. Yeah. Marginally you get that roster upgrade. Like it might help setting your lineup better, but in the long run, like, You really could be putting yourself at a dynasty disadvantage by trading that depth away before some of these players become something just because you have that eye candy. So now whenever I go to look at a trade and I'm Mm -hmm. doing my two for one and trying to work the business aspect that way, you are in the back of my head. Like, don't do it, dude. (laughs) Like you're losing the trade. (laughs) Like, so I'm guessing you still feel that way.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of a rule of thumb that I that I follow. And don't get me wrong, because I have made and will make do make two for one trades. Sure, and it's the sure. situation you're talking about now. When you're, I'm frustrated by. Well, I, I find it. My my thing is building a good team uh, coming out of the startup, drafting the right college players, and you know I pride myself on being able to put together a a high end squad of players. And when you are only starting like nine players, eight or nine players in some leagues, um, I'm frustrated by that because I'll have, I'll, I can never, it's fun trying to figure out what nine guys I'm going to roll out there Mm -hmm. when I've got 16 of them or, you know, even 14 of them, who am I going to play? And I don't always get that right. And it, and so it, you know, my trading two for one in that situation, of course, is just to try to marginally better one of those nine that I'm rolling out. Yeah. It's just by an average of you know three or five points a game, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm usually, like I've said, I'm probably giving away more, like definitely greater value in the two pieces I move than the one I'm bringing back. But I might benefit my starting lineup if you know none of these guys get hurt. Let's just say nothing happens in a vacuum, but in a vacuum, nobody gets hurt, and you know I'm carrying all the points through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and
1: it might even be easier for you to set your lineup now.
0: Oh yeah, like I don't have as many dilemmas, but. You're right, if you held on to those two assets, what could you do with them beyond what I'm, what you, I'm trying to do on that nine lineup team with yeah. a marginal increase in points? What can you do with those two players if you don't do that? And that's what you have to think about.
1: And I am glad you brought that up to like the nine, where you're starting nine or ten players, or even, we'll just stick with nine, but where you're starting those many players, like you, you obviously don't need depth as much as you do when you're starting 12 players, so... I think you can definitely make those moves more where you are trying to trade two for one or um, like in Devi Cap League, for example, that I think we start 10, but we don't have the yeah. deepest benches. So sometimes like you might see somebody um, you want to bid on and you have to either drop somebody or try to do two for one trade to create some space. So I think there are times when, and and dude, I still love trying to do the two for ones, don't get me wrong, but I also love the idea of, Being on the other side of it and splitting the stocks and like selling somebody like Michael Thomas high, like before all of this happened, like somebody like him, where you can get like two or three players that you might see. uh, Man, it's so hard to say a similar (laughs) like rise to stardom as what Michael Thomas has had in years past, but somebody that you could see kind of like rising up. To be somewhere in that wide receiver one range, but he's not yet. And then if you get another running back or something like that added on top, um, I like splitting the stocks and trying to watch the other assets rise while you sell somebody that's at like top market value.
0: Yeah. No. I, it's that's. I, I made it. I'm going to go over a trade. I'm going to pull it up here. A trade that I made um, that I think you'll like, and it's in a it's in a league where I don't have a shot at all to win and it's an it's an orphan that i took on and i traded away michael thomas and ezekiel elliott because I felt like they were really my only two players and i you know you can't win with just those two guys so it's a move where i ended up getting um justin herbert and a couple other rookie wide receivers and basically enough money in the next rookie draft to get another justin herbert jk dobbins and t higgins based on what they cost i have mm-hmm. more money than they cost in this last draft so i it's in, in essence i traded michael thomas and ezekiel elliott You know, your standard sort of 12-team super flex Mm -hmm. uh, for what would be two Justin Herberts, two J.K. Dobbins, and two T. Higgins if, you know, I draft three good players. But it could be that that much that I got in return. In that case, giving away two of my favorite players and two, you know, top five guys at their position makes sense when I'm I'm just going to sit there plugging those guys in every week and liking that I have them on my roster while I lose and lose and lose. And I I never have a future. And and then those guys are out of the league. So I had... Them, there's no sense in keeping them, yeah. And in that return, you know, it worked out. And then, of course, the guy who got him is the best team in the league, and everybody's mad, and he's gonna win, but he probably was going to win regardless. He was gonna trade those assets to someone else, yeah. And then, so I, you know, I got the second quarterback that I needed, coveted, and I, I wanted really badly. And, um, he wouldn't, and by the way, he also owned Joe Burrow and wouldn't move Joe Burrow. That's how I got mm, Herbert, nice, so yeah
1: and let's be honest and i know that you have ohio state roots um i know you love zeke and i think zeke has been phenomenal but he's he's very likely the next veteran running back to start completely losing value yep like as far as uh, those studs go like he's probably the next guy that like you absolutely unless you're in a all out win it now and you're starting well you're starting Zeke if you have him either way but I think you absolutely need to look to sell Zeke right now while his value is still in this range and you're going to give up some points to do that but I think he's absolutely like one of the next running backs to lose that value I mean man he just doesn't look the same this year
0: I get you. And I know you love running backs. We've talked about this a lot. And, you you know, a lot of times like to load up on them. And it depends on how the drafts go and startups and whatever. But you don't usually lack for, you know, some solid running back depth and stuff. But that's the position that I've um, over the years just hoarded less and less and less. And I, But I always try to have, you know, one or two good ones. And, you know, in a league when you're starting one or two running backs only, it doesn't really affect anything. And it allows me to be a lot more uh, fluid and and um, have the liquidity to make moves to have you know a posse of always have a posse of wide receivers and maybe a couple tight ends and, and you know of course the quarterbacks you know I don't like to fly with even in a one quarterback league I'll have three guys right you know, I'll have a rookie and then I'll have Mahomes and Rogers so by weeks you know I don't have the dilemma of Mahomes or Rogers and fortunately you know you just plug Mahomes in but the whole idea of having like a start nine. When you're looking at Mahomes and Rogers, can't decide, okay, Mahomes. Looking at you know, starting Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and Devin Singletary, um, and you know, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley, and then either Darren Fells or Mike Gasicki this week. But then I sit there and I'm like, I've got Jameis Crowder, Nikhil Harry, Brashad Perriman, Juju Smith Schuster, and yeah, then wow. IR, I've got um Goddard, and I've got and and so like those are guys that when they're all healthy. I'm not sure who to play. And it can be a benefit to have a to have that kind of depth, but also a detriment because I could potentially, you know, boost one of my wide receivers to being a better wide receiver by trading two or three pieces away. Yeah. And I'm third in this league, tied for third. Uh, you know, maybe I finally win this league if I just make one of my starting guys a little bit stronger or two of them a little bit stronger and get rid of all this depth. Or not all of it, but I certainly don't need to have s- five or six guys and sit them on the bench. So I'm looking at moving Juju or Amari Cooper, um, you know, guys with name cash like that, a uh, cache that you can get rid of. Yeah. Uh, get, get, you know, maybe benefit myself and want and make a, a stronger. I'd even move Juju, um, Smith Schuster and Akeel Harry and, you know, Mike Asiki or Goddard or something like that to get one or two players stronger at, at a position.
1: Yeah. Most of my and teams I, uh, I look around at, I feel like I'm weak at tight end.
0: Oh, yeah. I have some of them. And I'll tell you what, some of my worst teams are weak at tight end. It seems to be like the Achilles, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love to have those rosters where I have two strong tight ends because I feel like they're always my strongest. Like all things being equal on my teams, like if I have, and I, <laughs> some of my worst ones, dude, are the two tight end leagues. Man, oh yeah. Guys,
1: Dude, those are me, a like, bear.
0: Gotta start two tight ends, no matter how good you are at all these other positions. You're you're rolling out two. And sorry yeah. if they both suck or you only have one. It's you're gonna pay through the nose to get another. Yeah. If you can even and, do and it.
1: with tight end premium, you know, mm. like you're starting two with tight end premium, so it's an I mean if man, yeah, those those leagues are tough. Um, I know that's how uh the Mansell meth heads are.
0: That's yes, the best, I love that best league.
1: league name ever.
0: Yeah, I love that league. I think Katie Katie flower, put that together with someone else um, originally, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun league. I like the setup in that one. Um, and then I'm not, but I'm not sitting around like with start nine to must, you know, must start two tight ends. If you told me you were starting a league right now um, you could almost, even if it was, was super flex, which I love the most, but if you started a league and said, yeah, we start nine and you have to start two tight ends, I'd be like, Hey, peace out. I'll see you better find someone else. I'm, I'm kind of I'll the, the same way. You on, man. I yeah,
1: I'm kind of the same way with the two tight ends now, to be honest. And I'm in three leagues where you have to start two tight ends, maybe four, but I'm in at least three. And dude, they, they are kind of a bear. They change it a little bit too much, and that tight end value, it even makes it so difficult to trade for crappy tight ends.
0: Oh, yeah. It makes you feel like it makes you feel awful to pick up a guy like Tyler Croft and have to play him. Yeah. There's, there's nothing fun about that. Right. And now, even with the depth we have, that there are probably more scoring tight ends in the league than ever before. I haven't checked the stats, but it's it's really pretty good now. You can find guys even on the waiver wire and plug in. It's better than it has been in the past for sure. It's still not a position where we need to say start two like quarterback. You start two quarterbacks because literally every team has a starting quarterback. There are 32 quarterbacks that are scoring points every week. Okay, some of them suck, yeah, but if you're rolling out you know, in a 12-teamer, it's not a problem to have two good Quarterbacks, if you want, or more. Hell, I have three or four sometimes. If you have to do that at tight end, it doesn't become something cool to help you score. Yeah. It really becomes a liability, like a detriment, and it makes it not fun yeah. to play. And that I just don't understand. What's my strategy? I'm not playing IDP. I don't want to. I don't want to stream tight ends like I do cornerbacks. Right. That at least they all score points. Yeah. Tight ends don't score.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Let's um, start a move.
0: Everybody's got a movement on Twitter this year. Let's start a movement. Ban all two tight end leagues, or you're a terrible person.
1: <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> we'll see how well this goes over, but I, mean, I love serious. it. <laughs> or you're a terrible person. <laughs> so um, you mentioned running backs and my love for them. And so I do want to mention a trade I made last night. Okay. And so this is, um, I traded away. Todd Gurley this is the only time I have ever traded away Todd Gurley
0: you cannot trade away Todd Gurley and feel good about it bro (laughs) and uh
1: yeah dude it was weird but I have I mean he's he's my second highest owned running back after DeAndre Swift like I have Todd Gurley everywhere I've kind of come to the point where I just know that he's retiring on my teams because the value has gone down so far um but an opportunity came last night and I'd been going back and forth with the guy and uh He ended up sending me, he needs running backs really bad, and I'm pretty deep, like you mentioned, you know. Um, I'm really deep, honestly. So anyway, he sent me his Justin Jefferson and Justin Jackson for my Todd Gurley and Antonio Gibson. And I uh, thought through it and hit accept on that.
0: Hmm. Say that one more time. So you basically gave up. Uh, Gurley and Jackson.
1: I gave up um, Gurley and Antonio Gibson. Oh,
0: that's I'm sorry. Gurley and Gibson, which is okay. And, and then got you got back Jefferson and
1: Jackson. Gotcha. Justin Jefferson and Justin Jackson.
0: Um, I I like that you got Justin Jefferson. I mean, Gurley, who knows how long he's going to play? He's playing pretty well. I he
1: you know, is. The yep. team,
0: team's not doing great. You know, he's on the downswing. He's that running back that's on his last you know year or two of. Validity. I don't have a problem with you doing like the girly um for Jackson. And then you give Antonio Gibson up and coming, Justin Jackson's probably never going to be, I mean, he's doing. He's like I know
1: my he, Will Fuller of wide receivers or of running backs. Yes. <laughs> and I know you like Fuller more than me, but he's like, like he yeah, was I just in him. the deal. So I almost didn't want to counter back with a piece that I liked more because I didn't want to lose the deal. Um Because I am, I'm extremely deep. I have like uh and I know these players are in, injured, but I have Chubb and Barkley, and then I also have oh, Mixon, wow. Swift. I have Cream Hunt. Um, I'm I'm well endowed in the running back position to say the least. <laughs> you're well but like,
0: just having Chub, uh, you can see you're well endowed. Um, I <laughs> oh find I don't I know why
1: that took guys. me a second.
0: <laughs> I know. I guess it wasn't that funny. Uh, Jefferson, dude. Oh my god. Um, He people were a lot of people were down on Jefferson and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they didn't, you know, take Rager. He was a better fit. He could play inside and outside, not just, you know, the slot. Jefferson's relegated to the slot, which he's kind of proven that he can do more than just play in the slot. He's been lights out really good for what has been kind of a shitty offense. Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't know what happened to him, but I'm glad I have you on my MFL. I mean, I um, Scott Fishbowl uh, roster there. Yeah. Whoa, man, that's, that's, uh, yeah,
1: chump man. That's that's yeah.
0: He he was steady going into this year, but uh, not so much. He he's been a liability there. But that team, I, I think Jefferson showed out, and in just a few games, a few games into his rookie season. So I love that you got him. I think he's like the future wide receiver one there, and I think we're going to continue to get good things out of Jefferson. So and you moved Gibson, but what is, is Gibson really a long term three down running back?
1: I didn't uh, want
0: him at to- all. Yeah, so I, you know, I think I prefer your side because of the fact that Gurley is so short-lived um, as, as a as a commodity, and you got what and was I needed to diversify
1: drafted. and sell a little bit of yeah. Gurley,
0: and you have a ton of great running backs, so you're setting yourself up for Jefferson to be hopefully even better next year. Kind of peaking, you know, you're with the running backs you have, Barkley coming back. No, I like the move for your team, and um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Jefferson. Plus, he was highly drafted. If you wanted to trade him away, especially now that he's doing well, you will have no problem moving him.
1: Yeah, this was a 2016 startup, and I looked at the history of the league a little bit the other day, and Gurley is my only player left from the first really? year. Yeah.
0: No kidding, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so now it's completely the roster is completely turned over, which is kind of cool, and it was kind of like a sad moment. Like I said, I've I've never traded Todd Gurley away, Um, so it kind of felt like good a little bit. It kind of makes me want to sell a little bit more, just so I don't like completely have him retiring all my teams because I think that's the reality of the situation. Like he's putting up enough points to where he helps you, but the value's not going to ever be that high again to where. Um, and you know how I build teams. I could almost always use a wide receiver. I like Justin Jefferson a lot. I do want to ask you though. And, um, I I agree with most of what you've said about Justin Jefferson. Are you concerned about when a healthy Dalvin cook is back in the team? Like, do you think that will hurt the wide receivers?
0: I don't think it will. Certainly not long-term. I mean, remember last year they had the Browns head coach as, you know, their coordinator. And, um, they were doing a lot of um, two running back sets, even more, you know, two tight end sets. And, you know, the passing game was still pretty strong. Um, and, you know, Stefan Diggs did pretty well. Thielen is an older wide receiver and he's, you know, even though you're hooked on hooked on a Thielen, even though you're hooked on that guy and you know, he's he's doing well and he's a rah rah story, he's you know, he's not long for that for that role. So the competition at wide receiver in Minnesota is what? I mean, it's there's not a lot beyond yeah. that. I pick of Justin Jefferson. Or
1: BC Johnson,
0: I like him, but yeah, he's yeah. nothing to worry about. Right, long.
1: you know, and uh, you might see some more Irv Smith.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I I want to see some more consistency from Justin Jefferson. That's one oh, thing yeah. I've mentioned. Like he's basically we're living off two big games and then a bunch of mediocre ones. But I think that it's all going to come. I'd be way happier with like 20 points a week from Justin Jefferson than 40 well, every hell third yeah. week.
0: But, dude, out of a rookie, to see those explosive games is telling. Like, yeah, I mean, rookies are pretty up and down anyway. I mean, at wide receiver, you know, more so than running back, of course. But, you know, I'm not concerned. It would be nice, though, instead of having the 30-point week and the 5-point week to have, you know, like you're saying, 15. You know, you can count on double digits every week kind of guy. I think that'll come with experience and and playing more. But being, I never expected him to have a 30-point, you know, a huge week like that in his rookie year, right. Under the circumstances on that team, even even knowing that he was probably eventually going to become a starter. So, just being surprised by that, I think it's such a good thing that, you know, you could, you know, you can be happy with the move you made and, and look to next year uh, with some, you know, optimism for your roster. Certainly yeah. um, would rather have him than either Gurley or Gibson. I mean, Gibson's a long shot. I mean, he's not a sure thing. I haven't started He's great at passing games.
1: Yeah. I haven't started him once. I'm uh there you go. five and one. It did hurt to like, I, I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to have to start Justin Jackson this week with the way my bye weeks are and those other injuries we talked about. I probably honestly mm-hmm. will. Um, but he, I don't want Justin Jackson on my team. I kind of just want to like, maybe look to the Eckler owner, or somebody that's kind of maybe a little bit vulnerable right now and feels like they need a running back and move on from him. Like I said, he's kind of like that. Like I look at him as that like Will Fuller type dude in a running back he just um and i know will yeah, fuller's get like you. getting more targets this year and um but i'm just speaking for myself it taints my lineup the iops is gone i want justin jackson gone i don't want you know what i mean that's more what i mean
0: i get you yeah so, no, i'm not worried about the move you made i mean if you're not high on gibson and you don't expect him to be a three down star running back for washington and with Gurley's. um you know, downhill. Obviously, his knees are never going to get better, and running backs just take an abuse right. anyways. He's yep. been around a lot, so much used, so much, and now he's playing in there in Atlanta. Like, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Atlanta? The team's kind of, you know, having a rocky season for sure. I think he made the, the best move, even just with the return of Jefferson. And then yeah. he got the running back, too. So, I, yeah. yeah, man, I don't. Sometimes you have to be forward thinking in trades because right now you could put that on Twitter and everybody's going to vote you down from the right, except for the Justin Jefferson stands. Everybody's going to vote that down. You see that happen all the time, except that you're just looking at it today. What about, you know, six weeks from now, toward the end of the season, the yeah. playoffs next year? Did you win the trade? It's sometimes tough to tell who won today.
1: Well, and that's something like we've been even talking about on like the Superflex Super Show and Super Flexible is you want to be in like a competitive rebuild. You don't want to like completely ever blow it up, but you want to be like rebuilding even at times when you're competitive. Like I'm 5 and 1 now in that league. Um I have a good team. It it wasn't by any time mean like times to start blowing it up. But I think that you can always kind of be rebuilding and looking to the future and trying to retool a little bit. And quite honestly, I do not think that this deal would be there for me next week because um, Jefferson is off his buy then. Um, he's in that guy's lineup and yep. he you look at his team and he just is hurting this week so much at running back that he sent that trade out because I think he's trying to fill some voids for this week so that he stays competitive And I think it was one of those things where it just kind of opportunity knocks. Like you have to, you have to sometimes open that door and go through it even if it's a little uncomfortable and yeah,
0: can't overanalyze it. Can't really cry over spilled milk. How badly do you want Justin Jefferson? How badly do you want to mix up your wide receivers
1: way more than I want? Antonio Gibson.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, and that's clear. I know, uh, I kind of have a reputation for being a pain in the ass to trade with. And I don't, you know, I, I I'm not because I'm not the guy that's, I'll try to get as just, much. As
1: you I can. just reject them. I don't know if you're a pain in the ass. You just reject yeah. it straight up and never hear from you again.
0: Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> I have too many leagues. I need to be more engaged. That's I'm not proud of that part. I'm not proud of being the guy that just rejects and doesn't engage because that would be something that would bug me if I sent out offers too. I have to admit that. Uh, it, and you know, I'm not bragging. It's just that I am. If I see something I like, I'll smash accept it. It doesn't have to be like I'm winning the trade and like you know by leaps and bounds. And I don't have to gouge somebody. You know, yep. you know that me um i'm content as long as i get what i was after you don't have
1: to feel like you want it but there has to be a reason to it
0: to do it yeah and and so it's been tough um this year because i've been more active and trying to make deals and and they and i haven't been getting them done so like i I made it a point between now and and you know the games being over on sunday to come up with some tactics for all my leagues things that i want to do like i want to boost the running backs here i want to change my quarterback room here just whatever i'm going to do and then just go um hog wild all out to try to make something happen to do you know either get rid of the players i want to get rid of or bring in the players or type of players i want and that's basically how i approach it like i'm i'm looking to do something specific with a team not just get my favorite player or something like that um I just I'm not consistent with it because of time, and I think that I'm just going to go for broke on well, that. And, and so like,
1: like you happen. said, so many leagues makes it tough sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm tired of making that excuse. I need to just get one at a time, go through, and make it happen because Man. it the difference between you know making the playoffs and winning the title game just. I, I agree.
1: I agree. But uh, I guess for me, and the reason I said that, like I'm in some leagues where you know you're going through the motions, you're setting your lineup, you'll check waivers really quick to see if anybody's available you want. But then, like I actually stopped in a couple leagues, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this team is decimated! Like, (laughs) what in the hell have I been doing here? You know, I I liked this team so much two months ago, and now I look at it, and you're like two and four, and it's not because you've been just completely unlucky in matchups, like we talked about your super flex mirror team. It's because like my team is falling apart, and I haven't, I've neglected it, um, and so I'm trying to do the same thing as." get back into some of those leagues and actually try to make the moves to start fixing them where I get stuck though. Now is I end up, I end up getting like league locked and like, I like, I find that league that I want to make the moves in. Like right now, one I've been focusing on too much is trying to sell Dak in a league and it's gotten me like stuck in a league to where that's all I want to do. So I keep focusing on this one like player I want to get rid of instead of um, giving all the care that all my leagues need, I'm stuck like in this one league trying to sell Dak.
0: All I want to do is trade press Prescott. <laughs> I'm not the only one. No, I'm just kidding. I just totally don't have the right key for it, singing that. That was song.
1: pretty good. <laughs> that was way that better used... than when you and Two Drink did Breakdown.
0: Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. When you said All I Want to Do, I just that song popped in my head, um, organically.
1: So, um, Yeah, that's kind of where I've been stuck, man. Um we kind of have to end this show. We know, I mean, I don't know if you guys as listeners got anything out of this. Um, <laughs> I, am super excited. We, we talked today and had this time. Uh, we both kind of mentioned some stuff we have to get to for the second part of our day though, before we even recorded. I mean, honestly, uh, and I talked for probably close to an hour before we even yeah. started laying down this track. So, um, you're still going to hear this or, you know, now, because this is the end of the show that you just listened to. But, um, Honestly, it was just like uh, two friends talking fantasy football, and hopefully you guys got something out of it still or enjoyed the show to help make some moves in your leagues. But Oh, yeah. Um, two friends it,
0: talking fantasy football, drinking coffee on a Friday afternoon.
1: <laughs> seriously. I, I uh, had my second cup as the show began. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: So that's when I'm at my best after that second cup. Um, anybody that doesn't know for some crazy reason, Dynasty Trades HQ is where you can hear this guy's voice the most, um, with Shane Manila and Michael Sipes off the rails. Another project that he sometimes does that, um, we don't hear enough of, um, just, we've all been busy. It's been a crazy year. So I I am really hoping to get with you more dude. And, and, uh, kind of like we used to back in the day, I know we're both busy and just have something more going on. You know, the problem actually is, our kids are older,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they know now. They know now when we're neg- neglecting them.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we when you can't just put them down for for the nap and uh, get on a podcast. You actually have to play with them and show them how to throw football yeah. around.
1: They like they know now.
0: Yeah. Yes, they're they're on to us. But yeah, during the day like this works really well because I'm not tired from work or something yet. You know, I'm I'm still kind of fired up early in the day and I have a lot of energy and my thoughts are more gathered. You know, at night when we record our podcast, sometimes I am. I'm pretty tired, man. And I, yeah. I feel like you know, my, the fans, the listeners, the people who love this as much as we do kind of need to hear us at our best. So these sort of early day, you know, morning and midday shows, I feel like are some of the best. Yep.
1: Yeah. So let's keep I, I'm to with man. you. I love talking. Yeah. And that's also like those times, you know, not to add it into, but that's those times when you're kind of stepping away from your family. Um, sometimes I have guilt in that because we might be doing something fun or I know that they're planning something fun to kill the time while I'm gone. And, um, yeah, so,
0: we all have yeah, that. So I, I love time this for me. time. My kids are in school. My wife's at work. So, I'm the only thing I'm neglecting are my dogs right now. And I'm not, I forgot about them. So, honestly, yeah. it feels pretty good. And so, yeah, we should keep this up, man. We should, we should make a regular thing of it, honestly, because we have a good time talking about this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I definitely relate to a lot of the, the ways that you maneuver with your teams for sure, your rosters.
1: Yeah, man. And, and just enough like indifferences between them, too, to where it's, it's a great, going back and forth with you too um yep. I think you've always been more into wide receivers than myself and, I mean uh, don't get me
0: wrong I respect the hell out of running backs I love the running back position I, I in, in in college it's my favorite one to watch but man it's just in fantasy football it's just not my jam <laughs> just it's, it's wide receivers and tight ends yeah all you're
1: uh, you're more along the lines of John Hogue
0: yeah, yeah. Because I, you, you, will rarely see a superflex team where I'm like struggling at quarterback. Normally, I'm the guy that's hoarded them, and someone's pissed off, right? Yeah. I have two.
1: Oh, I'm definitely the same there. Yeah, I, I love my quarterbacks in superflex. Um, tell them it really quick to, uh, who you are and anything you might want to push.
0: Yeah, well, in superflex, two quarterbacks means you have to have four. Just remember that. Um, multiply yes. it by two. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am the Dynasty Madman. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Name's Jeremy. Um, please listen to us, uh, me and like Shane said, Mike Sykes and Shane Manila. Um, you can find us at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out. We have a pretty fun show. We love to talk about trading and get a little crazy here and there. So tune in.